Welcome to the Sunday Monday Show, a podcast about being bold in faith, work, and life. I'm your host, Jane Kennedy. Let's get down to business. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sunday Monday Show. Jane here, and this week we are getting very close to Lent. So I thought I would share just a few reflections um, on kind of how I'm thinking about approaching Lent this year. And yeah, just wanted to think about ways in which we can really use this season of Lent as a time to grow in sanctity, especially when we think about spending time at work or in school. I know the vast majority of people listening to this podcast um, are working, are in school, Um, we spend a lot of our time in the world, right? In the secular world. And so how do we use this season of Lent to really inspire um, the people that we interact with every day and also glorify God through the ways in which we are striving to grow closer to him and um, thinking of things to give up, thinking of things to add on to our our daily practices and ultimately with that goal, right, of getting to Easter with an even stronger and more beautiful relationship with the Father. So I have a few reflections that I want to share. These are from um, the book, The Way, which is by St. Jose Maria Escriva. Um, I love, love, love this book and these reflections. It's something that I return to often in prayer. They're just these short little um, snippets of letters or thoughts or talks or homilies that he has given. Um, and it's just so beautiful and I, re- I really love them. But today I, or this morning I was reading them and found a few that I think are really relevant as we think about Lent or at least were really helpful for me as I consider what Lent might look like this year. So the first one I want to read um, is is kind of a way I think to think about um, how we can better uh, pinpoint things that maybe we need to address during this um, this season or maybe things that the Lord might be inviting us to think about. So um, uh, Jose Maria Escriva says, detach yourself from creatures until you are stripped of them. For the devil, says Pope St. Gregory, has nothing of his own in this world and he goes into battle naked. If you are clothed when you fight with him, you'll soon be pulled down to the ground because he will have something to grab onto. And this um, reflection, I think, is so beautiful. Um, It it reminds us of, you know, where your treasure is, your heart is. So these things that we might lean on or rely on or or desire in our daily lives can often be the very thing that the enemy can use to pull us away from God. Um, I have so many examples of this, but, you know, just some things to think about would be maybe social media. Um, Is that the first thing that you grab for when you need a little dopamine hit or when you need affirmation or attention? Is that the first thing you look at? Um, Could it be, you know, wearing certain clothes that you go out and you know that people are going to look at you because of because of what you're wearing? Um, Could it be maybe a way of spending money that really brings you um, happiness like online shopping or buying new pairs of shoes um, when you don't necessarily need them, Um, maybe going out and buying coffee every day. Um, You know, I know for me, something that makes me so happy every morning is my coffee. Um, And so what are the things that maybe like can creep in and be the things that we love maybe more than just just going to God and finding our greatest joy and our greatest happiness there Um, and thinking about, you know, that reality that where our treasure is, our heart is there as well. And so where's our treasure? And, you know, I invite us all to just reflect on this as we think about Lent. Um, What are those things that 
you know, we rely on and maybe rely on too much um, and turn to for for soothing or numbing. Like, I don't know, ice cream, YouTube, Netflix, podcasts, music. Um, and how can we how can we detach ourselves from those as we're invited into the season of Lent? So that's the first reflection I wanted to share with you. Um, it's number 149 in the way. So if you get the way or you read the way, um, then this is uh, – you can go and find it in, the, in that section. Um, okay, the second, the second reflection I wanted to offer is number 191, also in the way. Um, it says, conquer yourself each day from the first moment, getting up on the dot at a set time without granting a single minute to laziness. If, with the help of God, you conquer yourself in that moment, you'll have accomplished a great deal for the rest of the day. It's so discouraging to find yourself beaten in the first skirmish. I just love this because I think that I'm not even just thinking here about like the first day, but or the the first moment of the day, but also like the first day of the week or the first day of Lent, right? When we have these really big dreams and ideas for what we want to do, what we want to give up, what we want to add, how we want to grow closer to God. And then within a few days, it's just, we can feel so beaten so quickly. So my invitation here and and the invitation I think of from reflecting on this, um, this short passage is that, you know, how can we set ourselves up for success as we go into Lent? And you all know I'm a very practical person. I think that we always need to be really careful about being realistic and considering the logistical impacts of the commitments that we make. So what I did last year for Lent is I put my phone in another room overnight and in the morning I would wake up and pray and I would pray for 30 minutes before I ever touched my phone. So instead of waking up, grabbing my phone, seeing you know emails or messages that came in overnight, I would spend those first 30 minutes in prayer. But the only way I could do that was by getting a literal like digital alarm clock. So I have a digital alarm clock. It is sitting by my bed still. And I used that through all of Lent. And I actually kept that practice up for a few months after Lent because it was so fruitful to wake up with a real alarm, to not look at my phone, to not, to not, um, you know, to just spend those first 30 minutes, those precious moments with God in prayer instead of reaching for my phone and getting distracted. Because to be honest, that's what happens most of the time here is I get distracted by my phone and then, um, I'm, you know, coming into prayer, there's already so many things churning around in my mind. So that's just one way to think about this passage. Um, Maybe it is literal for you and just getting up earlier or getting up on time is something that you could work on, maybe skipping the snooze button. Um, But thinking about how we can start to conquer some of those temptations to laziness and some of those temptations to um, grab for other things before we, before we run to God in the mornings. Um, And again, like something else just to think about here is, you know, if we're, if, if, if we mess up on our Lenten resolution, we just have to wake up the next day and get back on the horse or even, you know, the next minute and just try again because the Lord wants to give us treasure troves of graces to overcome the things that are hard. And it is hard when you, I do not like being defeated, um, and so thinking a little bit about the ways in which um, which we can be more more intentional about um, about getting back on the horse and rejecting the lie that once something is over, it's over, um, uh, it's important for us to, to think about that and to um, remember that we can always start over again, whether it's the next day um, 
or, or just moments after um, letting ourselves down because we can always come back. The final reflection I want to offer here, I think is one that's really important for us as we think about living our Lenten fasts in the world, right? I think it can be very tempting, aka I do this constantly, um, to tell everyone, hey, I'm giving this up or I'm, I'm not doing this. And then every time it comes up, like I remember a few years ago, I gave up sweets and we would have office parties or we would go to a happy hour or something. And I'd be like, I can't have this. I gave it up for Lent. Can't have that. I gave it up for Lent. And while there's a piece of that witness of living Lent that's beautiful and inspiring, it can also be annoying and it can also <laughs> take away a lot of that power of the Lenten fast because, you know, the Lord says in the Gospels that when we fast, it's not supposed to be for external approval. It's not supposed to be for external respect. It's between us and the Lord. And so I have friends who give things up for Lent and don't reveal what they're giving up because they want it to be a... Um, an agreement between them and the Lord and and no one else. And so, I mean, I don't have a strong feeling on the matter. You can tell people what you're giving up for Lent. I usually get to tell people what I'm giving up for Lent, but we need to do these things in a way that, that expresses joy. Um, and so this last reflection I have is number um, uh, 661 in which St. Jose Maria Escriva says, long faces, coarse manners, a ridiculous appearance, a repelling air. Is that how you hope to inspire others to follow Christ? And just thinking about as we go into Lent, how we can share the joy of the gospel and the joy of our faith and and what sorts of Lenten practices will bring us to that. As an example, I had a friend in college who gave up coffee for Lent and that beautiful, beautiful woman was miserable. Um, She was taking naps every afternoon. She was kind of like foggy through the day. And even as we got into week two, three, four of Lent, it was not getting better. Uh, she was miserable. And it was one of those things that her Lenten, her Lenten penance became the Lenten penance for all of those around her who had to try to like get her some energy and, you know, pepper up a bit. And so as we think about these, these fasts or, you know, what we're adding into our day, I, I would encourage you to think about, even though this is a penitential season, what is, what are the things that are going to bring greater joy? So how can you infuse this Lent with joy? Um, And I think especially as I talk to people who are working or in school, how can we enter into this season of Lent with greater joy? And maybe this means that um, you're going to give up talking poorly about a colleague or, you know, there's like a boss or someone that you all just kind of rag on. Maybe you're going to give that up um, and be more grateful and joyful. towards your towards your colleagues and you know they'll recognize that when you stop talking poorly about someone they'll see it um maybe it's a decision to uh get to work early every day um and uh you know take on extra extra work that your colleagues you know have been struggling with um maybe it's writing letters to people that you haven't talked to or sending emails um of gratitude to colleagues that uh maybe you're going unnoticed or you haven't seen or talked to in a while um Maybe it's doing nice things for the office if you're back in the office and bringing flowers or decorations or if it's someone's birthday, you know, taking the time to really set something apart for them and to make them feel special. And so, you know, in all of those different areas, I think that seeing this as a season of growing closer to the Lord, the fruit of our Lenten actions should be a greater joy, right? Because it's bringing us closer to God. And if you're sleeping on the floor and you've discerned that that's what the Lord wants is for you to give up your mattress, 
I say go for it, but make sure that you are having enough sleep that you can go into each moment of those days and really love the people around you because ultimately the greatest witness of our faith is our lives. And it's the way that we treat people and the way that we make people feel. And so I think as we go into Lent, finding ways in which we can we can express a greater joy and can um, you know, live the truth of our faith in a way that others will see and others will be drawn to. So that is it for this episode. We had another quick one here. Um, next week's will be will be longer. We'll be back with a guest. But I wanted to get on and really make sure that we covered Lent before it starts. So um, we'll see you next Tuesday on Mardi Gras. Um, but until then, thank you for listening. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye. so much for joining us for another episode of the Sunday Monday show. If you liked it, if you enjoyed it, if you learned something, we would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend, shoot it in a text, post it on social media, whatever you want to do. Sharing these episodes helps more people find them. And while you're doing that, if you could rate and review these episodes, that would also be so appreciated. If you're looking for more, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore or visit us online at www.thesundaymonday.co where we have tons of articles and free resources designed to help you be bold in your faith, work, and life. Until next time, thanks so much for being here. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye.